There aren't many shows left on TV that like everyone is watching and like waiting for the finale to happen. Is Mash off the air? Did that happen? <laughs> I think Mash that, is done, right? I think that's done. Okay. <laughs> I, if it hasn't, it's going to be big. So you heard it here first. Is that what you think of when you think of like TV finales? Is that the first like significant one that comes to mind? I feel like that's like the like the hallmark like series finale episode like i think there's there's like there's cheers and and you know the office and i'm sure there's other you know seinfeld i'm sure there's other ones but like i think that's the one that that my mind goes to first hi i'm michelle and i'm steve and this is a podcast for creatives two friends talking about the complex messy and beautiful experience that is being a creative okay so we're we're in that time of year where like historically TV shows have come to a close and one of my recent favorite shows, Marvelous is Mrs. Maisel, while it's not like a network show, is in this time of year ending uh, tomorrow. We're recording this on May 25th. I also keep seeing in articles and things that are popping up online that Barry, which is a show that you watch, is also yeah. coming to a close. When is that finale or did it already happen? It's out. Season The, the final season is out. So They dropped um, the whole thing at once? Yes, it came okay. out uh, a couple weeks back. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's out now. Okay. I guess I've just been thinking a lot. I mean, definitely through the lens of watching Mrs. Maisel because it they have been dripping the um, episodes out each week. And if you watch the show and you haven't watched the episodes yet, this is a minor spoiler, but the show has primarily been taking place in the early 1960s. And at the beginning of this final season, they've been doing this kind of interesting thing where they flash forward and are kind of showing you every single episode a little peek into where these characters end up instead of kind of I feel like I've seen on other shows they kind of do that in the last episode like you kind of get like yeah this is where so-and-so ended up and 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 so on but I kind of have mixed feelings about it if I'm being honest I don't, I don't think it's been my favorite tactic as much as I still like love the show as a whole and I think the reason why it's bothering me is I, I almost like I don't I don't want that much information. Mm. Like I get that we as humans, like we crave closure. But when a story ends, I think all of us don't really want it to end. I mean, that's kind of how I feel. It's the reason I hate watching finales. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want this. I want to keep hanging out with these people. <laughs> but when they give you an ending like they're doing a marvelous mrs Maisel, where you're seeing where all of these characters end up like closer to like the end of their life mm -hmm. i think i would rather like have the space in my imagination to like fill in those stories on my own and to kind of like have the sense that this show is kind of gonna like live on in my mind once it comes to a close yeah I always feel like unless if you're not taking the ride with them to get to where they end up, it always feels like it's like you were given the answers to a test, you know, and it's like, OK, it's 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 helpful to have them. But I wasn't really there to do any of that 
that work and and really didn't get to kind of follow along with the character development because i always feel like if you look at the other side of it with with beginnings like you don't often get to see how the characters get to where they are i know some of that sort of comes along with the development of the character throughout the series but a lot of times I always think when we talk about, you know, we're obviously no secret that we're Seinfeld fans that like I like to sometimes think about like, how did they get to that point? Right. Like before when the, when the, when the series started, like, you know, how did how did Kramer end up there and how did you know, what, what was George's evolution getting out of his house and then get, you know, because you see some flashbacks here and there and that fills in some levels of, of gaps. But that part is often left like up to the imagination. It always feels so. So abrupt at the end of a series where, you know, they give you that this is how this person ended up. This is where this person ended up. It feels like it's just kind of handed to you and you didn't really get a chance to arrive on your own or, or have it sort of told to you in some kind of story fashion. There needs to be more sophistication in it. And I think that there's so much pressure on creators to like, to stick the landing, to have this really good, ending that satisfies everyone and I can't think of I mean just talking about TV shows I can't think of a single TV show ending where like everyone was happy it just doesn't happen right I and I and I think that's the beauty of how we consume things like this and our relationships with the shows and the characters in them we all have strong feelings about how we want these these storylines to end up or you know, we want the the leads to to get together or we don't want them to get together or we want them to get the job or, you know, whatever. I think it's it's one of those things where I'm I'm with you. I don't think I've ever watched a series finale and felt like, okay, I can button that up. This is exactly how I would have wanted something like this to kind of go about. If you had to pick, do you feel like you have examples of shows that you feel like ended in a way that made you like satisfied either satisfied or even if you weren't satisfied you just thought okay this was like an interesting way to end this story um the one that comes to mind to me was Frasier have you seen the ending of that one yes okay I didn't want to I know sometimes we're in the middle of series and I don't want to spoil anything but I think that one I've been and I'm curious your take on it I think I was fine with that one because you know it always felt like there's a parallel between Frasier and the Golden Girls, um, because don't laugh. <laughs> don't. It's going to be a hot take. I just I know it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is going to set Twitter afire today. <laughs> Frazier was always looking for love and and always seemed to be striking out. Right. And and it wasn't for lack of trying. And and, you know, he certainly was married and was left at the altar and, you know, had chances. It just never seemed to kind of work out. And in the Golden Girls, Dorothy's, you know, B. Arthur's character, Dorothy, was also kind of in that same realm where she was always getting, you know, she she was never finding love or she was never, you know, she, you know, she might not have the way they portrayed her on the show. She wasn't always the prettiest or wasn't always looked at that way. But like it never seemed to it always seemed to elude her. And then at the end of the series, she ends up, you know, ultimately she ends up leaving the show. That was her decision. So they ended up kind of that was the end of that. But she ended up getting married and, and went off to live her life. What I loved about Frazier was while he didn't necessarily get married at the end or or find love, he was very true to, I think, the way that they wrote his character, which was, 
he never gave up. He always was trying to throw himself into a situation or throw himself into the relationship. And, and they show him at the end on the airplane going to Chicago to, um, go, go meet someone who was in a past, you know, in, in, in the series. I forget her name I off the top of my head right Laura now. Laura Linney was the, Laura was the actress, yeah, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Um, and, um, it kind of I, I was OK with the way that that ended because I felt like it was really true to his character development. You know, he 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 moved from Boston to Seattle, just up and left. And and and, and here he is after the series ended, like leaving an opportunity to to do, you know, a, a, a big, you know, media career, career advancement opportunity to go to Chicago and, and follow this this opportunity and it just always felt very true to him and I was okay with that at the end of it I, I felt good about that it was mysterious because you don't know how it was going to end up but I was okay with that yeah I, I'm really glad that you brought up the Frasier finale I agree I think that's one of the ones that was done well I like having that little bit of ambiguity at the end where you know, you don't really know what's going to happen, but that I feel like when you write that as part of the story, that is leaving that door open for the audience to like fill in those blanks the way that they want to tell the story, the way that they like interpreted it. And I also love hearing why you liked it because, and the way that you kind of saw Frazier's story, because I feel like the reason that I liked the finale is because I saw it in a in a completely different way and I saw the whole Frasier's whole arc in a completely different way. To me, the story of the show was so much about his relationship with his with his family and I think specifically his dad. I mean the the I think that the Frasier pilot is one of the strongest pilots of all time. Just the the conceptualization of this show where he's moving back to his hometown and having to like, you know, like live with his dad and really, you know, as an adult, having this opportunity for the two of them to really like understand each other and get to know each other. And my memory is a little muddled as to like how things ended in this, in the last season. But I, in my mind, (laughs) the way I remember it is that it ended at a point in this part of Frasier's story where like he and his dad had like kind of mended their relationship and they, they had this understanding of each other in a way that they didn't have when the show started. And now they were both kind of like ready to move on to this next chapter of life because they didn't, they didn't have to resolve that any longer. Right. Um, so his dad like got married. Yeah. Right. Is that yeah. how it is? Did, did, did the wedding happen like in the last episode or their uh, marriage happen in the last episode? I, I don't remember if it was the last episode or in a couple of the episodes leading up to the end. But it was I, I, I do. I was it was it was towards the end of the of that season, if not the end. Yeah. OK. So, yeah, I, I think I really in thinking about like telling stories, I think that these TV writers get this pressure put on them, I'm sure from, you know, just trying to appeal to like mass audiences in thinking that they have to like give an ending to like the bigger story when we've only been watching this little portion of the story. You know, right. unless it's a story where like we're seeing when someone's born 
and it's the entire story of their life until they die. That's like, we don't see that very often. Right. Oftentimes it's just like the premise of a show is we're, we're hopping into this story at a point because something like big has changed for them. The really successful ends to these stories are ones where there's a conclusion that matches the reason that we were brought into the story to begin with. No, I think that's, I, I think that's a really good point. Um, you know, relationships with, with characters, whether it's in books or TV shows or whatever, movies are very personal relationships. And I think you end up, you know, really falling in love with these characters and really caring about them. And you want to see sort of their evolution follow that, that same path of the feeling that you, that you have for them. So I think oftentimes when it ends up getting sort of handed to you or they want to close up a storyline or whatnot, it could often stray, I think, from that that feeling like, you know, to me, <laughs> I always feel like one of the more botched and maybe there was just no other way to do it was with um, with Michael leaving the office. In some ways, I'm I'm very OK with the beauty of how he left, you know, with with wanting to say goodbye to Pam. And I think that the, the relationship that they had. Um, and also the way it was done where you didn't hear what they said to each other. Loved how that was done. Loved. I loved all of that. But I felt like you were pulling for him throughout the series to find what he wanted, which was to love and to be loved. And he finally found it. And the only thing that they did to acknowledge that was basically where he was like, showing his family photos in his wallet to, you know, like it was just a very like, okay, I guess he's, you know, I guess he's got kids and everything is fine, but it was never like he was one of the people that you really felt that attachment to. And, you know, if he's ready to go and and make a change, that's fine. But I always felt like the way that ending happened was like, there was so much more meat on the bone and we just never really got that chance to sort of get that level of closure or get that level of fulfillment out of that storyline. You shared a link to an interview between, it was Howard Stern with Jerry Seinfeld's? Yes. Recently. Um, and I think this was surfacing because it was just the, the anniversary of the Seinfeld finale. And we'll, we'll link to this interview below. It's, it's a short clip. But Jerry's talking about their decision to end Seinfeld and the reason why they kind of came around to this feeling like the right time. You know, in our discussion so far, we've been talking about kind of like the the ways that stories end, but I think that there's another component to knowing when to end something, and it's, you know, kind of taking the audience's... It, it really, not to bring this hammer this point home because we bring this up all the time but it's really like it's respect your audience yeah and i agree with you i don't think that the office respected the audience enough if they did i do think that they would have just ended it when steve carell you know was was ready to, to end michael's involvement in the show right um do you want to talk a little bit more about what jerry said in his interview and kind of his thoughts behind when to end something 
Yeah, what I what I loved about what he said and why I, I shared it with you, because I think we talk about this again from the audience perspective with content is, you know, you want to respect the relationship that that you have with them. And that was that was key, I think, for for him uh, with the show, which was the relationship that the writers had with the audience um, and that the characters had with the audience was so electric that if you ran the risk of doing more, creating more, being more, you run the risk of it sort of starting to turn. Um, and he, you know, he, he talks a little bit about, you know, kind of the old adage of too much. Anything is, is, is not a good thing. And I think there's the audience perspective on this. And then there's the network or the, the, you know, the, the streaming platforms perspective on this, which is more money, more ad space. And that's fine. But really, when that is driving the conversation, usually the product starts to kind of suffer. And I think he was kind of getting at like, you know, too much anything really is, is not a good thing. And he used this analogy of, you know, you go and, and see a comedian and the comedian's on stage for, you know, 60 minutes and it's hysterical and everything is great. And then it's a 90 minute show though. So they do their 90 minutes set in the final 30 minutes. You're like, Oh, okay, but like you let you leave there being like eh, it was all right, you know, like it was you know some funny lines. But if he would have gotten out at sixty minutes, you wouldn't be able to stop talking about it. And I think when you look at the hallmark shows that we've had in our in 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 our lifetime, if you look back over the history, like the ones that got out when things were electric, when you couldn't stop talking about it, are the ones that sort of live on as the ones that are the memorable ones, the ones that sort of linger on or go a few years beyond when they probably should have tapped out. You know, that's the funny thing about the office. I think the office was white hot from, from 2005 to like, you know, 2009 or so somewhere in that window. And then I think things started to turn once Steve Carell left and then they, they were on for another like three years, I think, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's a very like complicated relationship that I have with that show because the episodes I remember are not, the final three seasons i don't remember exactly how many seasons they did but it was not the final three seasons of the show it's a really tough thing because you 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 want to be fair and you want to be you want to you want what you're creating to be memorable and it's a fine line between being memorable and going overboard and i think the shows that end up doing that are the ones that they either go overboard or the ones that usually leave people with sort of a, a sour taste at the end for any story that's long running whether it's a tv series or you know one of these like movie universe things where there are like multi parts to it that like go on for years and years the way that something ends really like like it kind of infects the rest of the the series or the, the rest of the of the story and you like know, people's recollections of it like, i think you know, like so how they yeah i yeah. think so i mean i think about memorable endings and finales I think of the TV show Lost and I think that Lost was one of the first shows like network shows that were kind of given the permission that they kind of like announced like there are going to be two seasons left which at that time was kind of like a rare thing that the writers had this like runway to know how much time they had because a lot of these shows like we're like oh we're not sure if we're coming back which right sucks i i feel terrible for the people who have to like you know try to create these storylines but for anyone who watched lost and i 
it's been so long since I've seen it that I don't I don't even really know what my opinion is, but I feel like it was not great. And that sh- I was like so into that show when it was first on, but because the finale wasn't good, I feel like it ruins like the entire. Like right. I have no interest in going back and watching that show from the beginning because I know how it ended. Right. I also think that there are shows that like the final episode sort of like you were expecting more. I remember watching the finale of of um, Everybody Loves Raymond, mm-hmm. and my mom and dad really liked that show. I feel like that's probably a sentence that most people of our age would say, like, our parents really liked that show, <laughs> and I was okay with it, but it definitely wasn't like a, a go to for me. But I remember watching it, and and I had I've seen pretty much every episode of that show over the years, not because I'm a super fan. It's just my wife likes it's it, always it's on, on or yeah. it's background fodder or yeah. whatever, and it is funny. Don't get me wrong, but I remember the final episode being so. If you you wouldn't know that it was the final episode, and I don't know if that was like an intentional move or not. It seems like it probably was, but I remember it ending and being like, "That's it, like that's how it's ending." Like it didn't have like a cliffhanger. It just ended with all of them eating around the table, like it looked like any other scene from any other episode in the series, which in and of itself is is creative and smart and and true, which I I can get behind. But I think for a show with such a a following and the impact that it had, it just felt very sort of like, that's it, you know, and, and that's kind of what I'm left with in my head. I'm not left with, you know, oh, this this was the perfect way to do it because they were all together and that's really arguing and talking and joking and that's really what they were through. I wasn't left with that. I was left with sort of like a, okay, you know, like... I guess. So even episodes that like maybe try to be too on the nose or series that try to be too on the nose versus like what's expected. I think that's a tricky thing to balance as, as writers on a show and and producers on a show. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great example of probably like the other end of the spectrum. Cause I kind of started this conversation by saying like, Oh, like I hate when they try to, like when gives they go over so the much finality to, to yeah. like every character and telling us, you know, we're at what everyone did for the rest of their lives. I feel like I've seen the Everybody Loves Rima finale, but I, I don't quite remember it. But from what you're describing, I think if I well, were like Ray, Ray almost dies. Well, almost dies. He doesn't come out of anesthesia. OK. And then he does like it was basically like they came out and they were saying they were having a hard time waking him. They all freak out with the exception of the mom because she was off doing something. And then like it just sort of ends with them all around the table at the end. Kind of it, it had that like, oh, this is going to be a thing. And then it was just like and we're just going to have a normal Saturday night. You know, like that's how it sort of ended. And, and maybe that's life. But. Right. It was not like a a standout kind of a thing. It had the promise of it, but it just wasn't. Ah, okay. So now it tainted it because I I feel like I would lean more toward having a story that ends in that way. Just like this is the heart of what the show was from the beginning. This is just a, you know, a family and this is, you know, what they do and this is what they're going to keep doing. But I feel like that having one of those like kind of what you just described, I'm like, oh, they put this in the commercials to get people to watch it. Like this big, right. like dramatic, terrible right. thing is going to happen. So you have right. to tune in to see if like someone dies. Right. But then just do the episode true to the episode. Yeah. Then. Like, and that's not really what sort of transpired. So it doesn't make me hate the show anymore, you know, or whatever. Like it just, I remember just feeling very like unfulfilled at the end of it. 
differently than I would have felt at the end of Frasier where like you didn't get resolution. You don't know what's happening, but you felt like, okay, this is true to the character. Like this is, this is very, like this is tangible for me as opposed to like, yeah, I get they're a family and yeah, I get, but there was also a lot of goofiness and stuff like that, that, (laughs) that wasn't happening in that moment at the table. That was, I think what people think back to about Raymond. So but again, it's my interpretation, right? And other people's interpretation of it might be, you know, very different. It's such a hard thing to do. And, you know, we're, we're talking about things that we think work and don't work. But I mean, when it comes down to it, I don't think that there is a formula for it. I don't think anyone don't has either. really mastered it. And I don't think anyone ever will. I don't either, but I do find the ones that like, I, I, there are shows that I'm very emotionally attached to that I don't remember really enjoying the finale at all. Um, but that's a show that I also felt like went on way too long. The The beauty of the character development in that show to me was like, they were, I mean, I know there was freaks and geeks and nerds and things like that in, in, in the past, but like the development of those characters seems so different than anything else on that show. Uh, Sheldon Cooper, you know, his character seemed something like it wasn't Urkel. You know, it, it mm-hmm. wasn't a, it wasn't a typical nerd. It was different. And like the first five years of that show just felt like it got better all the time, which is really hard, I think, for a show to sustain and do. And then it lingered. And then it just felt like it was like, this is going on way too long. And then you got to the end of it. And I was like, I don't, I don't even remember. I'd sit and watch a 30 minute show and not laugh. And that never happened early on. So, you know, it's, it's, I always felt unfulfilled by, by that. And I think it's like, you know, so it's your relationship with the show, but your relationship with the show evolves over time too, or devolves over time. Mm, Great point. Well, so I just rewatched Big Bang Theory and I, had never seen the finale before. So I just like in the last month watched it for the first time as a standalone and as a, like a book ends to the series, I thought it was great. Spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen it. It, it ends with Sheldon and, and Amy winning a Nobel prize. But to me, the real book end is the speech that Sheldon gives at the end of the show, which is mm. acknowledging all of the people, all his friends who we've seen throughout this whole series being integral to him getting to this moment, which is to him, like, you know, so many shows, like the big moment is like, oh, when someone gets married or when someone has a baby for him, this was like the most important thing in his life that was ever going to happen to him. The inciting incident for Big Bang Theory, the thing that kicks off the show is that is is Penny entering the lives of, of Sheldon and Leonard. And I think that this is a an inciting incident specifically for Sheldon because he now has to interact and have this person prominently in his life who is so different than he is. Uh, and then I you know I think that she is really her character is really instrumental throughout the entire show of being someone who you know transforms Sheldon into a different person. So to have it ends with the recognition, not just of like honoring her, but honoring other people in general, because when the show started, he was so like, you know, not meeting anyone, looking down on everyone, mm. etc. I think that that worked really well. However, Steve, I agree with you. I think that those last few seasons felt like they were just kind of like stretching and stretching and stretching 
to get to that great ending, but that great ending could have happened so much earlier. That's it. That's what we're talking about. Like to go back to Seinfeld for a second, I agree with with you and for what it's worth, Jerry, like the show got out on top. There isn't a there isn't a bad episode. There isn't a bad season. There isn't like a confusion piece. I I, I like the novelty of bringing back all of the characters in the series finale, like like all of these bit characters through the past. But the one complaint I've always had about that finale is, is that it always it felt so over the top and that show was never over the top. Like it, it, it was, you know, it might have seemed like this is ridiculous, but it never seemed like it was like bigger than stuff that you would have have happened to you. Like the, the thing about Seinfeld that everyone always complains about and or jokes about or agrees with is these are all things that happen to me in my everyday life. Right. Well, no one's getting arrested for 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 not help, you know, for, for not helping somebody who's getting carjacked basically and no one's getting put up on trial and then getting thrown into jail like that doesn't happen it just always felt so like over the top so that's an example of a finale for me that like love the show like love everything about it from beginning to penultimate episode and then the finale was just like okay like I, I enjoy seeing the characters come back and how they bring them back in and some of the jokes and whatnot but like the plot line and everything else about it even the button, you know, the placement of the button at the end, I'm okay with that. But, like, the whole premise of the episode seems so over the top, and that was not that show. So it's one of my, for what it's worth, complaints about Seinfeld as a, as, as a whole. Yeah, I feel like any time I watch the finale, I'm, I'm almost like... I feel like I'm I'm having like a like a dream about the show or something because like something just feels a little bit off like this doesn't feel right. like everything else. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. At the end of season four, they did a similar concept where they had a lot of the like the bit characters from the whole season like play a part in that season finale, and I always thought that that was done really well and like a little bit more like tighter like more you know sophisticated than like you said like the zaniness of the series finale did you ever like make that parallel I did and I agree I think it was done in a better in a done in a better way like I, I don't know how else you would have done the series finale in Seinfeld there were no like, you know, there were no lessons learned in the show. That was kind of like the the hallmark, you know, no crying, no lessons learned, no anything like that. And I think they were true to it in in the finale, which is which is great. Um, there was no like closure or anything like that. It feels very weird to think about them being like, okay, so they're in prison right now and the show is over and our last standing memory of them is that they're all in jail. Whatever happened to them in life, like they always either got away with it and maybe that's it. You know, maybe that's the, they always got away with it. They always got off the hook They you know, it never something, nothing ever seemed to stick to any of them, you know, but like, and maybe that's the, you know, the juxtaposition behind it all. And I don't know what a better finale would it be. I'm not a I'm not a good enough writer, but it was just always like this kind of like, all right, you know, like that's that's it's fine. You know, like it just felt very empty at the end of that. I have faith in you. I think that you could have written a better finale. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like there are parts of that finale that I think are hysterical. Um, you know, like I, there's a line I quote regularly whenever like the, the line when uh, they're like, you know, 
you know, the state calls Yev Kassem to the stand and they're like, Yev Kassem. And then he walks in and they're like, it's a soup Nazi. And Jackie Chow's is like, soup Nazi. You guys got a little pet name for everybody. Like anytime somebody like has a nickname about somebody that I've never heard before, I'm like, you got a pet name for everybody, don't you? I love that line. Like there's, there's some really good moments in that, you know, in that seer, in that season or in that, that episode, excuse me. But, um, it just always seemed too big for me. I have to think that if the Jerry and Larry, whatever the creators were given the runway to say, okay, this show is going to be seven seasons. This is what you have to work with. I want to believe that they would have saved that season four finale and this whole season four, like plot line for the end. I think that that would have been like a much better conclusion for the entire show for the non um, Uber Seinfeld fans like us. The whole storyline in season four is that Jerry and George are writing a pilot. They're essentially like writing the show, a version of the show that we're watching Seinfeld's, but it's called Jerry. And then the season ends with them watching um, the pilot being aired on TV. And what's weird is like they 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 try to bring that storyline back in that very last episode. Like that's the reason that they're taking this jet they're like oh we're gonna like revisit the the idea of of, dancing plane (laughs) (laughs) of bringing this series back but it's just like no too late like you you missed the boat on this yeah i i had to look up what episode this one was in because it it is in the season the final season but the betrayal episode to me always felt like a more appropriate the ending of the betrayal episode oh that would have been great even the betrayal episode in general, I mean, like it, it doesn't have it doesn't carry the weight of a series finale. But going back in time, kind of like how we started the episode talking about you don't really see how the things kind of originate. Like, I know it really only happened with Jerry and Kramer in a very short window. But like, I even think that would have left me more like I would have I would have laughed hard at the end of it where he's like, oh, you're my neighbor. What's mine is yours. And Kramer's like. Huh. Like that would have been a perfect yes. like ending to, to the series for me because it just set up everything. But again, like creative choices and whatever. But it's it's that always I want I wanted to see what episode it was. And it was about halfway through the season. It was like episode. Yeah. A little less than halfway through the season. It was only episode eight in season nine. So can you remind the audience? I'm sure it's kind of a famous of episode. Of of, yeah. Kind of the concept because it's different than all the other. Yes. So in, 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 in many ways, it's like a it's um it's a backwards episode. The episode is presented backwards, uh, running from, from the final scene to, to the first scene. And they, uh, attend a wedding, uh, uh in India, uh, Elaine and Jerry and George, I believe are the ones that, that go to this wedding. And, uh, you know, we won't get into all the details, but basically it, 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 like we said, it ends from the final scene and, and returns to the first scene. But the first scene that they were, that they end up ending the episode with is, the first time that Jerry and Kramer meet each other as Jerry's moving into the, the apartment complex for the first time. And they have this very interesting, like, Oh, you must be, you must be, you know, Kessler. Right. And, and that was, I think that was the real Kramer's name, mm-hmm. right? Was, was yeah. that, is that right? Larry David's friend. I, I can't remember exactly, but Kramer is very famously in the episode. If you don't in the series is, is kind of a moocher. And, you know, as George says, falls, falls ass backwards into everything. And it ends with Jerry basically saying, like, um, you know, well, we're neighbors. What's mine is yours. And, and you know, it, it's just a very funny exchange between the two of them, because as the series goes on, it's obviously quite annoying that <laughs> Jerry's buying food for Kramer all the time. And, you know, it kind of makes light of it. So 
I, I love that because like, I don't know what you do with that as a, as a finale. There's probably a lot more that you can do with it as, as wrapping up storylines, but to do it in reverse, I think would have been the ultimate like end cap to, to a series, especially that's especially Seinfeld. See, I told you, you could write a better finale. You just, well, I didn't write it. I just moved it around. Recognized it. it. <laughs> yeah. As, as, as a good, as a good observer does. Right. Yes. You know, a good thing when you see it, <laughs> I feel an enormous pressure to end this episode <laughs> with something like profound. Maybe it's, Maybe it's fitting that we just, we just end this awkwardly and without any, we're kind never of, good with endings. So what happens to you and what happens to you in, in 20 years in the end of your life? Let's write. I'm going to die in 20 years. Well, no, I'm not well, even 40 well, yet. I can't believe you're killing me off. The words are out of my mouth and I couldn't pull them back fast. Wow. Enough. So this is how you've been seeing how my story is going to go. <laughs> Listen, somebody had to tell you. <laughs> if you, all right, so let's end it. How did, what is, what is the next big thing for you? What do you move on to? And, you know, don't write your epitaph here. Like, what do you move on to? I don't know. Oh God. All right. Well, this is so much this. pressure. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to have to figure out like my, my life story. We said last week, we don't really prepare for these episodes. I'm definitely not prepared for this. How about you? I would have, in your storyline, I would have you living into your 90s because that's going to be, your prime is going to be in those, the golden years. Okay. I can. The golden can, boys. The golden, <laughs> the golden boy would be the I name can, of your sitcom. Of my series? Yeah. I yes. could get on board with, with living until I'm 90, I think. It depends upon the quality of life, but I would, I could get on board with that. I would say for you, um, I think you are very much in the in the Frasier realm where you pour your heart into everything that you do. Uh, you don't half-ass anything, uh, even when things don't necessarily go as intended at first. You usually find your way around to to doing it, and uh, I say that you become. Uh, the next great American novelist, and uh, and and you enter that era of your uh, of, of your career as a uh, as a uh, as a great writer and novelist uh, in our in our country. That was lovely. Thank you. And you were officially hired to give my eulogy yes. when I die at age sixty. <laughs> I, I have been promoted from, I remember when I asked you originally when you, when, with the first book was like, can I just get like the, what the, was it called again? The, the, dedication, the, the dedication or, or an acknowledgement. Yeah. Right. Now I get to write, now I get to actually like say the eulogy. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if this is a promotion or not. I'm going to look at it that way. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, That's yeah. A kind of the ultimate. Yeah. The ultimate. Speaking on behalf finale. of my, yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> If you've enjoyed this episode, help us spread the word on social media. Tag us at Pod4Creatives and let us know what stood out to you. It's like the something of something. <laughs> oh, this is gonna drive me nuts, but I'll see. Let's over. just have some let's just have some dead air for a second <laughs> and see if see if you can get this. Break me off a piece of that. It's like the like the incident, the inciting incident. Nutra grain. <laughs> <laughs>